Welcome, Elder Emos. I'm your host, Samit. And I'm Autumn. And tonight we are talking with Tress. Welcome. Hi. How are you guys? Just great. How are you? Thank you. Good. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on the show. You guys have had a lot of really exciting things that are happening for you right now. You've got your brand new release and everything that just came out, which is kind of how we made sure to schedule all of this. Um, yeah. Because this has been on the calendar for about two months now. And Reset My Head just came out a couple weeks ago. It sure did. July 15th. Oh, about a week yep, ago. Yep, about a week ago. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say, it it's been very before. recent. Yeah, but for some reason, it feels like it's been out for yeah, it feels like, like it's month. been very long. But you've been listening to it. Maybe. Yeah, you've been yeah maybe to I'm, it. I'm yeah. used to it already. Well, no, I listened to it for four months before. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> so to you, it's been out like six months, ultimately. Yeah. But for the rest of us, it's only been out for about a week. And might I say, it is a beggar. Oh, oh, that's a good album. That's, that's when you know. That's- it's, it's been it's marked with the seal of approval. The Elder Emo Podcast thinks it's a banger. We can we yes. can put this on our website now. Right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. no, we we love it. We've been streaming it. We've been listening to it. Um track, if you don't mind me asking. Oh God. Um I New Boy kind of has it for me okay. right now. I've been listening to that more so than anything else. That, okay, yeah. that one seems to be the most polarizing for some reason. I've had some people say. That one's by far my least favorite, but I've also had people say the exact opposite. So I don't know. It's good. It's a, it's a vibe. That divisiveness is good, I think. And funny, funny story about that song is that one definitely took us the longest to write in this cause just because the structure changed over the course of probably like a year and a half. And we, wow. we kind of solidified the structure maybe early this year, but we started writing it probably like early 2020. Like yeah. it was a pre-pandemic. And we stopped so, playing it for a while and we brought it back. Actually, no. It was like, was like, yeah, was like first that song's really yeah. It's like April 2019. Oh my God. It's yeah. like almost, that's like three years ago. Yeah. It's funny because there it used to have no, that whole feel, second half. I feel like it was three years ago. <laughs> no, not at all. The whole like second half of it used to be like this surf, surf rock. rock. It was like a Dick Dale in, uh, influence because he had just passed away around that time. And so we were like, oh, let's, let's kind of throw in an Easter egg, like a surf rock part. And over over time, our drummer Holden, he started saying, "Oh, it's corny. It doesn't sound." Good. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "It's kind of a meme," and I was like, "Exactly. That's the that's the point. That's and the then, point." Yeah. And eventually, it it kind of it, it evolved, but I pushed for it, but there was no consensus. It turned out all right. It turned out. Good. It turned out. I mean, clearly, if it's your favorite, then maybe we did the right. Thing. It's one of my favorites, and, and the title track is one too. Oh hell yeah! Like I just I'll put it on the whole album on repeat and just let it go as I'm going through my day and doing. Uh, whether I'm working around the house, working on the podcast or whatever. So ever since it's been out, I've been jamming to it. So I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Because um, you guys also have this very like 90s nostalgic sound, which I like it's we were just talking about this before yep. you guys popped in. Like it's very like 90s grunge rock cranberries type of thing that. Cause like I was listening to it and I was like, God, I love this. And I just made a comment today about how, like, I miss how nineties music was not necessarily yeah. like, well, I mean, obviously I miss NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, but like talking more <laughs> of like, 
oh um, the rock side of things or the punk rock side of things. And you guys bring that sound. And the Thank fact you. that you're bringing it in 2022 and doing it so well, I freaking love it. Thank you. Thank you so We're trying. Much. Yeah. We're trying. Well, you're killing it. That's actually where most of our influences lie, I would say, in the 90s. Yeah. Like, we're all big grunge people. Um, you know, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, you know, Stone Tumble Pilots, things like that. Classics. Definitely, definitely some Tool in there. Like, Tool's my favorite band. I know Thomas and... Actually, the, th- the three other ones are also very big Tool fans. Are you watching your latest gum rappers? I, 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 I can't. I can't not fit. I gotta. I gotta get rid of this right now. I gotta get rid of this. I'm gonna pick it. Don't worry. I'm fidgeting with a, a rapper myself. Like he, I'm always. He was, a listen, he was throwing the rapper at my kombucha bottle. All right, it was a whole thing. Well, now I just need to grab something else. No. Uh. Uh. The nervous I don't tick. think I have it here anymore, but I, I turned wax into cubes and put it on a toothpick somewhere. I did that during one of them. Like I'm always doing something with, yeah, I'm weird. So like, I'm always doing something with my hands. Do you ever just notice like after, you know, something like this, you look down and you're like, holy shit, look what I made. You just- yes. <laughs> yeah. That, that was me. With- I wasn't sure if, is this like a, can you swear on this? Podcast? Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> you totally can uh, but the way that we love to start before we dive too deep into the music and things like that the way we love to start our interviews is to let you guys introduce yourselves so introduce yourselves to our listeners how did you guys come together how did you get the name I know you guys did kind of a, a small name change at some point so talk to me a little bit about that like what's the history behind trust I'm Hannah I'm the front woman for trust the I'm upgrading the vocalist. Mm, very good. Um, I'm Eric. I'm the guitar player. I'm Thomas. Play bass. And uh, we're missing our drummer Holden today. I don't know where he's we at. Gave him the he, we gave him the invite. It's we his birthday him. week, and I feel like he's just celebrating all week. So, but yeah, he's our drummer. He's not here, but uh, he's here with us in spirit. So, awesome. uh, you want to take over on the history? I'll try. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep it somewhat so, brief. This is your, uh, this is your question. So we. So we formed late 2018. So Holden, Hannah, and I had been in bands um, like from early, maybe like Hannah and Holden were actually band, um, in a band together uh, in high school. Um, and uh, then I kind of joined the picture around 2015. We, we didn't really have like a set lineup for maybe three or four years. We just kind of, you know, went to jam nights here and there, kind of got together for certain gigs and things like that. But then we decided we, we want to actually start an official, you know, original project. Um, and so we kind of came together around 2018 and uh, when we were all students at Ohio State and uh, w- one of our friends, he was playing bass kind of temporarily. It wasn't really his thing. We kind of, we kind of coerced him into, <laughs> into playing bass. Um, but eventually he was like, ah, I'm not really, this isn't really my thing. And so uh, we started looking for someone else. And Thomas was actually, we interned at the same company and we were in the same major and we weren't even really friends yet. Um, but we got to talking at one of those events and he mentioned, oh, I play bass. And I was like, oh, you should come see us someday. And uh, one of these days, and you know, maybe, maybe you'd, be, you'd be interested in joining. And sure enough, we, we brought him in and he was a good fit. And um, since then, you know, we've been fun to the hip. But yeah, so we, but we've been pretty active since like late 2018, early 2019, um, you know, barring the, the pandemic and, and all that. Of but course. yeah, we, we were, when we were all in college and um, 
it's interesting because we were all from Cleveland. Then we all went to school in Columbus and then we all came back to Cleveland after the fact. So, works out. Yeah. Yeah, worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. As for the I'll name. Oh yeah. The name. So we actually started off as Trust T-R-U-S-S. Then we uh, we wanted to go contemporary with it, like churches and Paris, and <laughs> we decided to put the V in there. Um, so we were T-R-V-S-S for a while, but long story short, there was another band um, in PA with the exact same name, with the exact same spelling. Um, and we started getting mixed up with them and with the album coming out and us you know, really trying to get the ball rolling, it was just making things hard and confusing. So we took the whole situation as a chance to rebrand with the album and we went back to our original spelling of our name and redid our logo and here we are. So here we are. a little bit of repackaging. repackaging. Nice. Uh, so you actually uh, know very good friends of ours in the sublets. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So uh, we are very, very close with them. Very good friends with them. Uh, myself and George consistently drunk message back and forth. It's fantastic. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's funny you mentioned them because recently we opened for Anne at the Grog Shop and they also did because Anne was doing a, um, like three a, three, a three night, three album, you know, um, residency type situation at the Grog Shop and they played the night before we did. And so it was kind of, kind of funny. Yeah. Absolutely so, love that. Yeah, really, really like, nice. They're amazing. They're so funny. We interviewed them not too long ago, and it was probably one of the funniest interviews I think I've ever, I've ever done. So some of the icebreaker questions that they answered hysterically, we will also ask you guys. So I'm, I'm interested to see what your response and everything would be. Let's answer as seriously as possible. What's so fun in that? So again, going back to this uh, again, how Autumn and I were talking about this very. 90s grunge rock band side of type of vibe is what you guys have especially with your music and everything and we briefly talked about some of your influences but why don't we go a little bit more in depth tell me a lot of the things that inspire you guys both individually as a band um because it's always interesting to see where all of your interests and influences lie in relation to the music you actually put out yeah sure yeah so Fortunately, my, my parents listened to a lot of really good music growing up, so I was always exposed to that. And um, my dad, he, he, I was fortunate because he wasn't, you know, your typical boomer kind of about music, about, oh, it was always better back in the day. He always tried to stay current with it, you know what I mean? So he got into the new metal thing, and, you know, he, you know, he got into the, you know, the alt stuff, like Portugal the Man and, you know, Cage the Elf and all that. And so he was always very, uh, you know, keeping up with it. Of course, he had his, his soft spot for, you know, 80s hair metal and all that. Of course. So, so I was exposed to a ton of that. Um, that's what kind of got me interested to begin with. Um, and then I kind of found my, my niche in that in the 90s. Like I mentioned, you know, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, um, you know, and, and a lot of like the pop, uh, punk and like pop punk. Like I was, I'm still a huge Green Day fan. I, I don't care if people say they sell out, they sold out. I don't care. One of my favorite bands of all time. Um, but yeah, so let's say 90s is probably my my primary era. Tool is my favorite band, I would say. Um, I just remember like hearing that on the radio and thinking, I've never heard anything like, like this. This is insane. Um, seen them three times, pulls me away every time. But uh, there you go. Yeah, I would say uh, for me, 90s is, is big. Um, I think that's, like Eric said, that's one of the big overlaps between all four of us is the, the 90s. Um, just as a genre collectively that's an overlap for all of us I know Holden's not here so I'll toss in <laughs> some of his opinions um, Holden is a big Alice in Chains guy as well 
Um, they are my favorite band as well. Um, for me though, I, not that this should be a surprise, anything that's female fronted, um, I'm pretty big on. Um, I, I'm, I feel like I'm the only girl on stage at most shows we play and that's kind of lame. So um, anytime that there's, you know, another girl in the scene or female fronted band around, I'm all for it. I'm a big, I'm a big heart fan, Joan Jett, um, L7, which was, you know, from the whole grunge movement. Um, I can hear a lot of that in your voice yes, when you're singing too. Thank you. Yeah. That's all my favorite, favorite bands, all of my biggest influences. And then uh, Pat Benatar is a big one. She was my favorite singer. Man, is she still? I don't know. <laughs> she's definitely top three. I don't know if she's not. Uh -oh. But uh, yeah, any any female fronted rock, I'm in. I'm all in. Um, and then Thomas is kind of the oddball with his massive thrash and metal influences I mean, over here. I guess I don't know. Like I still, <laughs> I come like I'm kind of like late to the '90s part. Like I really didn't get into it too much until like the last couple of years. Cause, like before, I was always into like the more like heavier stuff, like uh, like Black Sabbath, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Megadeth, like. Wearing a salt shirt for I am. I don't know. I always like the heavier stuff, but now I, I've kind of toned that down a little bit. <laughs> not that I don't like it anymore. It's just not what I listen to every day. We, the three of us went to a salt release show last oh, Saturday. It was so good. Wild, awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> In the, and the entire time. And uh, the three of us are going to see Rage Against the Machine tomorrow, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I bet they put on a good show, too. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited so excited oh that'll be awesome um well that's cool so i mean uh also piggybacking on that let's let's start the conversation about hannah how does it you kind of touched on it a little bit but being in a female fronted project per se being in a female fronted band it's very few and far between that we see a lot of female singers um in this industry or in bands rock or anything else at at all granted that's changing now there's a lot more that are coming out of it but what are your takes about females in rock music like what are your thoughts on that being somebody who's in there like what are some of your experiences things with it um I always just want to say where my girls at <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know I mean we can hang with the rest of them I mean if you look at some of the best bands in history they were female fronted I brought apart earlier I don't think you can argue that Ann Wilson is not one of the best vocalists and front people out there. Um, but there, there is a lot of female fronted bands just around Cleveland. I mean, you have Grumpy Plum, Hallie, Lillier, Sonderbombs. I mean, I can name, I can name a ton of them around the Cleveland area. So I think that, um, I think uh, now is a really good time to be in a female fronted band because you can see that rising that becoming more popular. So there's not a ton of us, but I think we're climbing. That's especially for sure. Heavy. Yeah, especially in like the heavier, like Hailstorm, Pretty Reckless. You got a lot of bands right now that are really climbing up there that are female fronted or that have more than one female in the band, which is really cool. So mm -hmm. we're, we're definitely climbing. Like Demi Lovato. Yeah, Demi Lovato's making a whole swap. Yep. Yeah. Or like Spirit Box. Yeah, Spirit Box is huge. Yeah. So we're, we're coming. We're going. <laughs> it's, it's, quickly, it's quickly becoming a... I, it's not a trend and that's not the word for it. like it's quickly becoming a thing of there's a lot more females in 
Rock it's time. It's called the cultural movement. Yeah, it's about time. It's the it's the riot girl movement of the of the 2010 yeah. or 2020s. Well, because she, Avril Lavigne just made a comeback out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, everyone, everyone's home. Yeah. So sorry, here we opened for her. Yeah. In April. So talk to us about how you feel about this whole comeback phase that we're in. So there's a lot of, it, it seems like the music scene, like locally smaller up and coming and everything kind of took a hit between for like five or six years. Granted, it was still happening, but it wasn't as apparent as it used to be. And now we're on this whole comeback wave of music. Like in 2022, it's like this huge freaking thing right now. So what are your thoughts on this whole comeback wave of music that we're in right now? I, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's very evident that people missed it, you know, and and maybe, maybe it was necessary um, for people to, you know, kind of become re-interested and reintroduced to, you know, for lack of a better term, guitar music again, Um, you know, I mean, I I know that once venues started opening up, I mean, if they survive the pandemic, you know, once these venues opened up, um, we, I mean, we definitely haven't seen a shortage of people at our shows. No. Um, occasionally, like, you know, when there's a spike, then some people might be, you know, wary or they'll wear a mask or something like that, you know, and, and it makes sense. But it seems like most people are eager to get, you know, get out there and, you know, start seeing live shows again. Um, and I, I mean, genre wise too, I, you know, I, I think that there, it seems like, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this too, is that, um, it seems like there's almost like an emo kind of pop punk revival. Um, not to say that we're, you know, we're necessarily part of that genre, but, you know, there's definitely that, you know, heavier, um, harder rock guitar music, you know, overlap there. And, and I think that it's, I think um, musical diversity is um, kind of expanding, it seems like, um, and that we're not really heading towards like a, a time period where like this music is popular now, or this music is popular, now, but, it, but rather people are blending certain genres or, you know, there's a space kind of for everyone, um, which I mean, really, at least that's what, that's what I'm seeing. Um, and I think that's good. I think the musical diversity is, is really good. I I was gonna say so speaking on your same thing about like being between like pop punk and emo and things like that I think that now like we have all of the genres that we've grown up with over the past years have all changed and they've all evolved Mm -hmm. as well so like a lot of the like the pop punk scene and the emo scene has completely changed genres or they're crossing genres Mm -hmm. so there's now not that taboo that we used to have of oh let's take Ed Sheeran and put them with Bring Me the Horizon before that would not go over well and now everybody's like yeah let's do it so it's like smashing together right it's it's like it for us it feels like this whole comeback phase is happening and all these genres are blending together and it's pure magic yeah it's exciting it's super exciting what else I think too is that because so much has been done already that when there is a band with maybe like a more traditional sound or something like that, there's still a space for it. It's like, oh, this is kind of a throwback to, you know, kind of like you mentioned is that, you know, you said that we sound kind of were reminiscent of like the nineties grunge era. It's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, the point or one of the points of what we're going, you know what I mean? And so like, I think that in some sense, you know, having that nostalgia or like that, that traditional sound, but putting your own little sprinkles on it. I think that that's, you know, it's a good thing and it works, you know, it works these days. Yeah. Um, If you find your core, and then put your own spin on it. Yep. That's what's going to keep people interested because it's something that they haven't heard, but it's an accent on something they already love. For sure. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that's coming out of this. And all of you guys as artists, and we've seen it across the board because we've had so many different genres on our show. 
all of you are doing that in the most incredible way possible. And it's, it's the one thing that sets you guys apart from everybody else. So when people hear the genre and stuff that you're in, they're immediately going to think of you guys. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, but they put their flair on it. I like their sound better, which is really dope to see. And it's really cool to watch for everybody. Cause it's, and I feel like, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. We've, we've mentioned COVID briefly, but I feel like COVID also like incubated all of this raw risk talent that's coming out right now. Cause it's like, Oh, we've got like two years where we can't do literally anything. Let me hone in on this and focus on this. And then like COVID opened up, the world opened back up and it was just like, boom, complete rebirth. It like incubated all of these incredible talents. Yeah. So I think people's inhibitions went down a little bit and they said, you know what? We lost a year. We're just going to try some shit that might work. (laughs) You you know what I mean? And and the result is, is interesting. And I, and I, and I like it. Now, did COVID play into your new album? Like having that for you to be able to like fine tune a lot of what you guys were doing? Because I know you mentioned before when we were talking about New Boy that that was kind of an older song that Mm -hmm. you did prior to COVID and then kind of sat on it, brought it back. Like how, how did COVID go for you guys? Especially with being your brand new album coming out just now. Everything was like pretty much written and mostly finalized before COVID. Yeah. I mean, there was only the only song that was written like in the middle of COVID was Drown. But like even then, like, I don't know. I mean, I can't really say it was like we were like really just like sitting around, so we yeah. decided to write. I we were wish, in a weird, yeah. I, yeah, I really I, I wish we could say that COVID played into some like emotive aspect of it, but but I you know, most of the songs were written um probably before the pandemic started. And so it was just a matter of getting together and tracking it all and, you know, organizing it. We were in a pretty funky situation because uh, Holden actually graduated later than the three of us because he stayed to get his master's. So not only were we dealing with the pandemic, but one of us was in Columbus Mm -hmm. for what, a year? A year and a half, I think. So it, it made our lives really difficult from practicing to writing to tracking, you name it. It was, it was virtually impossible for the four of us to get together for a very long time. And then obviously, you know, COVID didn't help us the situation. We couldn't get together again for another year. Um, the only song that COVID kind of sort of played part into was I wrote the lyrics of Drown during the pandemic, which if you pay attention, that's obviously the most... <laughs> emo song on the album <laughs> got it noted um, it's a real downer but um i was i was angry when i wrote it <laughs> and so there it is touche but, you know all the rest of the songs like like they said they were pretty much um finished if not almost finished and covid just made it hard to document them so i'm glad i'm glad it's finally out into the world because it's been a long time coming which uh kudos to you guys for that for having pretty much all of it done then taking this like two year, I wouldn't say break, but having the difficulties and stuff that you guys did over two years and still managed to pump out this masterpiece. Like it's so good. And that's just kind of mind blowing to think like, yeah, it was done pretty much like prior to COVID and then COVID happened and there's still magic that happened out of that, regardless of all of that. Well, So, so we, I think one of the reasons why it took so long too, was because we wanted to produce the entire thing ourselves and whether it was stubbornness or, or whatever, what it was our main motivation. 
um, during the, I will say this, during the pandemic, I and, um, our, and Holden uh, in particular, we got very interested in the production side and the engineering side of music. And so we, we did this small, I don't even really want to call it a series, but we did a couple songs on YouTube, which we call just like from quarantine. We basically just recorded our parts isolated, put them together, you know, did kind of a rough mix on it and just put some videos out. And that was almost to gauge like the viability of potentially producing, you know, the record ourselves. And um, we had a fun time doing it and we saw it as, as entirely possible. So then it was just a matter of, okay, when holding gets back, then how are we gonna do this? Where are we gonna track? Um, you need a timeline, right? And so um, if anything, yeah, I, I, I think that the pandemic in that sense helped us kind yeah. of test the waters of, of that production side. And so it was basically figuring out the best way to do that, um, which is what delayed it so much. But I think it worked out. I know I'm talking a lot, I'm sorry. but. But uh, okay. I think that the, the best thing about it, though, too, was that by the time it was done, shows were regularly happening again. So we were worried that if we put it out too early, what if things started closing back down again? We couldn't have a formal release party. You know what I'm saying? And so there's, you know, the promotion is just as important as the production, you know? Um, and so we wanted everything to go perfectly. And I think, you know, time-wise, I think it, I oh, think yeah. it couldn't have gone better. Impeccable time. Yeah, yeah for sure. So then what are you you asked us like what our favorite song was off the album. So what are what are your favorites? I know obviously you can't you can't I mean you can say all of them. Obviously it's your album, you can say all of them, but I'm sure you all have like one yeah. that you have that you have a preference on. So like what are what are your favorites on the album? New boy for sure. It's just heavy, drives. <laughs> it does drive, that's for sure. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two. I like both reset and drown. Those are definitely my two favorites. My my favorite was reset, like definitively until drown. Um, now I kind of flip, flip between the two, so I'm gonna stick with both. Okay. I'm gonna have to say reset my head as well, just because I think I might be biased because that was the one song that I wrote all the words to as well as the music. So that holds a special place in my heart. Now, do I'll you? all do music like do you all do the lyrics is it more one than the other is it a group effort like what what's the lyric process like um let's say 95 percent. 95 percent yeah sometimes Eric, it's all pitch in like you should say this line here or what if we try this type of repetitive thing here yeah um, reset was the one song that eric pretty much uh how do you tell people he thought of it at three in the morning <laughs> and then he documented it and he pretty much presented it to the other three of us and it was done yeah. Um, we all just really liked it right out the gate. So yeah, he is fully responsible for the title track. Everything else was, um, you know, a collaborative effort. And then myself for lyrics. It wasn't even necessarily too that we thought like, oh, that's the flagship trust song. It was more just, that's a good name for the album. You know what yeah, I mean? And worked. so, and so yeah. we thought that that kind of worked, worked yeah. as it. And I thought, and it is pretty representative, I think, yeah, of us and just our sound, what we're kind of going for. And so we thought if this is that first single thing, single that could get people excited about yeah, the album. For sure. Oh yeah, hands down. Um, so speaking on that same token, uh, a question that we love to ask all of the artists that come on our show and everything. So uh, first of all, like preface question before I ask the actual question. Um, did you guys have MySpace back in the day? That, no. was, that was like right before. I, I had a Facebook in like 2008 or nine. Yeah. And that was pretty, MySpace was already on its way out. It's just missed okay. I guess I'm not technically a millennial. Is that the is that the determining factor? Is that the? I mean, the not so much. Do you at least know what MySpace is and kind of, of the basics yeah, I, of I, MySpace? Okay. 
So the one thing about MySpace, aside from having a top eight or all these ridiculous designs and stuff on your page, you could have a profile song, which told everybody everything they ever needed to know about you. So question we love to ask now cannot be a trust song, but if you had MySpace today, what would your profile song be? Oh, oh man. shit! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a response when we asked that question. That, that Hannah knew exactly where this was going. She did. You could see it all over her face. face. I'm a little sweaty as you're talking about it. Like, <laughs> what they're gonna ask <laughs> So for some reason, the first. So here's the weird thing about me and music. I don't really know a lot of lyrics. I don't really pay attention to a lot of lyrics, and so it's more like. I, I kind of pay attention to the way words sound, like almost like the phonics of it. And so like when I think of like what song I think maybe is like representative, it's not even necessarily because of the lyrical content, but more like this is a, a good indication of my music taste. So See, the, that's what I was thinking too. Right. I was so, like, thinking like lyrics. The first song that comes to mind is Piece of Pie by Stone Temple Pilots. Cause it's just, it's just hard and slow and grungy. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it, it's right. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> it's what music should It's a good one. <laughs> you know? Oh Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is a really hard question. Mailman. I, right that was exactly right what I was going to say, but then I thought maybe Sludge Factory is kind of bleeding in there. Oh, God. Can I pick two? I can't pick two. No, you have to pick one. That's how MySpace works, Hannah. I didn't have MySpace. <laughs> anyway. Almost did. Oh, my God. You guys make me feel so old. <laughs> Not really. Oh, oh, shit. You have okay. to go first. Okay. Uh, Okay. See, I was thinking the way that Eric was thinking. I wasn't really thinking like lyrical content because that that's that would take me a minute. That would take that would take a while. There's uh, really no right or wrong answer. Like we asked Brian from the home team, like what his would be, and before he told us what his actual one would be, he told us what his was back in the day, and it was "Got Money" by T Pain. Oh. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, then yeah, then you're right. You're right. I would do Mailman by Soundgarden. Definitely. Okay. That's my wow. final answer. Final yeah. answer. Because <laughs> it's the best song of all time. That's, That's it. it. That's why. That's, That's my reason. Song. You click on my profile, you hear that song, and if you don't like it, you move on. That's it. <laughs> you don't I don't, I don't even want to associate with you. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> you don't like that song, get off my page. <laughs> yeah. Final answer. I stand by it. I don't know. I would probably just pick something basic, like oh. Enter Sandman. <laughs> oh, that's so that's so vanilla. It is. It's only vanilla. No, nothing's vanilla. Vanilla is a great flavor of ice cream. You're right. Sometimes that's all you. Sometimes that's all you want. Vanilla's you know? better. I don't know. All right, that's a good. I think that's fine. Can we try and maybe, think of what Holden would maybe be? Hungarian Rhapsody Number no. Two by Franz Liszt oh, because I'm Hungarian and it's the second greatest song of all time. Right behind you. <laughs> We guess oh what I think Holden would do. I have a couple guesses. What's me. the one? It's it's the one on like the deluxe edition of of Super Unknown. Black Rain. He's he's consistently that said. Fourth of July. He, no, he's always yeah, said that so, like right? Black Rain is like the pinnacle of, of so? music. He's he's said that. All right. Yeah. So we're deciding for him. It's Black Rain. Got it. Or Got it. Actually, oh. if we're talking 2008, then he was in he was into Prague back then. So You're maybe right, like maybe Dream Metropolis Theater. Part yeah. One by Dream, Dream Theater. Theater. Let's we'll say that. Definitely. That's we're speaking for. God, I forgot Dream Theater existed until just now. 2008 answer versus now. 
Yeah, so like now you're bringing a whole Like, if I was, like, like 2008, it would have been something like emo. Oh, mine would have probably Yeah, mine would have been, like, like, red jumpsuit ever. I was going to say, mine would have been, like, yeah. like House of Wolves by my cam or something. So are we talking 2008? No, the, the question was now. Oh, then what is it? I think we all just gave The question was now, but if you want to tell me what it would have been back in the day, you know, I'll take that, too. Uh, something by Red Jumpsuit. Well, see, I don't know which one. Something. I was 11 or 12. I was really into Lincoln Park. Don't stay off of me, <laughs> That's a hell of a song. Best, that's like the best guitar tone of all time. R.I.P. Chester. <laughs> Thick, yeah. Classic of a man. His death name was recent. recent. Yeah. So was Cornell's. Yeah, that was a terrible summer. Yeah, that was full Summer of 2017. That was awful. Yeah, that was bad. I woke up to like 10 texts about Chris Cornell. Yeah, that was rough. Anyways, Anyways. yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, so going into some of these icebreaker questions that we love to ask, they're a great way for us to kind of learn a little bit more about your personality and kind of see um, where you guys are and where your mind is. Um, we have one question we ask in every single one of our interviews that has warranted great responses from everybody. And some people have waited their entire life for somebody to ask them this question. <laughs> so... Autumn, do you want to take it? Yeah. If you could be any sandwich, what sandwich would you be and why? A Reuben. Oh, he had it right and on. Nothing satiates like a Reuben. And and it's it's something you really want like once a year on St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) Just like it's and when you but it's it hits the spot. It's right there that you you overindulge on one day. And uh, he's thought about this question before we asked about it. Yeah, it's too much. It's you know, and it's big and it's beefy and it's (laughs) and it's greasy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, (laughs) yep, and it's yeah. I feel like Eric's thought about my actually, I was gonna say. He literally like so the way up. that we presented it. It's like no, he's... I could have gone. I could have gone like total opposite and said just a grilled cheese because you can eat it any day of the week. It's just it's a perfect sandwich. You know, it just hits the spot at three in the morning. It's as easy. long as you don't say a hot dog, we're okay. <laughs> Are you under the impression that a hot dog is not a sandwich? A hot dog is not a sandwich, buddy. Why? Why do you? <laughs> there, but there are two buns. Okay. Yes, but I would think of think of it this way. When you have, so the same argument would also be about a sub because it's a connecting piece of bread. If it's a connecting piece of bread, it's not a sandwich, technically, because by definition, a sandwich is something pushed between two separate pieces of bread. Okay, so- So, so wait, if you have, so using the same theory as like a hoagie, if you take all of everything off the top of a hoagie or a sub, what is it? What do you mean, are you taking everything? So if you take off your meat, your lettuce, your cheese- your dressings, everything else. What is it? You're left with a singular piece of bread. Is that is that your argument? No. So if you take all your toppings and everything off, it's a yeah. salad, right? Oh, oh, you're saying if you remove solely the toppings. If you remove the toppings, it's a salad. So bread aside. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So bread aside. So you move it off. It's a salad. Now with a hot dog, if you put a hot dog on a bun, it's a hot dog, right? Yeah. Sure. If you take a hot dog off of a bun, it's still a hot dog. Still a hot dog. So a hot dog is a hot dog. Okay, what about? Mm, okay, well, I'm thinking like because I, for some reason I was thinking <laughs> you were going with this was a sandwich is just a salad on a bun, and I was gonna say that that a grilled cheese is certainly not a salad on a bun. 
Um, no. But here's the thing. I feel like you could call, okay, what about a Polish boy? That's not a hot dog. Well, it is a hot dog, but it's not called a hot dog. You still remove those things. It, is it still a Polish boy? What the heck's a Polish boy? Oh, yeah, it's a, a Polish boy. It's a hot dog with like sauerkraut and like mustard and you know what a Polish boy is? That's a chili dog, it's pretty a much. Specific, it's a specific type of hot dog. For some reason, I thought you meant like a shrimp po' boy. No, but it's still a sausage. Are you just saying that a hot dog is, is not a sandwich because a hot dog is called a hot dog independent of whether it's on a bun or not? Well, no, not necessarily. Because again, <laughs> a sandwich is two separate pieces of bread. I don't think that matters. A hot dog. <laughs> you're gonna, okay, you're going to tell me that the Webster Dictionary is a liar? <laughs> Well, I think, well, okay, I th- okay, let me ask this, let me ask this then. All right, let's just say you're eating a hot dog and it gets a little soggy, which I'm sure that that's happened to all of us at some point, right? It splits the bun in half. Does it become a sandwich? No. No? Why? No. It's just, it's- I've asked the same before because my hot dog buns never stay connected. Well, clearly you're not buying the correct hot dog buns and you're buying the cheap ones that just fall apart at the first look. (laughs) The the, the quality of the bun is irrelevant. Well, then you could also sit there and argue with me that a taco is a sandwich or a wrap is a sandwich. And it's not. Well, I think it's more to the more the geometry of it that, oh than I need to You know what I mean? <laughs> it's still an entity between two pieces. You fold it. It's or what did we asked this in an interview and an interview before, and somebody else had said all it is is just an oversized piece of bologna on a piece of bread. Basically. <laughs> you mean a hot dog? Yeah. But then again, you have your argument where it's like an open-faced hot sandwich is not a sandwich it's two pieces of bread with like roast beef or something on top of it shut up autumn would you not (laughs) consider a sub a sandwich then because that's connected on the side is 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 a sub a sandwich i would certainly consider it a sandwich but it's on one continuous piece of bread bread so could it be I think the bread is more integral to the definition of a sandwich than the separation of the slices but that's just me. But by definition, two separate pieces of bread. This has been my favorite. Is it a sandwich conversation to two to ever. separate pieces of bread? Uh, a hoagie and a sub is not two separate pieces of bread. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll look up the formal definition. I'll do, I'll do some research and we'll, we'll get back. <laughs> On interview part two, we're going to rehash yes. this argument. <laughs> Trump's is a hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> you're goddamn right. I mean, if you if you Google it, there's a lot of arguments, like yeah, both ways of whether or not it is or is not a sandwich. Okay, so this is maybe oh, I, maybe I'm opening a can of worms here, but once I I tried to prove like mathematically why it's better to slice a grilled cheese vertically than it is diagonally, because it's about it's all about the crust to bread ratio, and when people always talk about how with a diagonal slice, you get those two perfect bites on the ends. You're actually getting more crust per volume than you are with anybody. Were you like a Were you like a math or science major? I'm in a band with three engineers. Oh, perfect. That explains it. That explains that's everything I need to know right there. And here's the best part too: is I have that proof hanging up at my cubicle at work. Oh, so so if you, so you if I, I do so. Yeah. If I, <laughs> <laughs> so, so if anyone ever wants to try to argue, it's, actually, it is flawed. I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit that I have it, but I need, I need so to re- reevaluate it. But the me. math isn't flawed, but oh the, the logic doesn't exactly like you could argue. That makes make, so much sense. 
You could make so arguments. much sense. The passion behind your argument now makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. Thank you for the clarification. Maybe, okay. Maybe they should answer the sandwich question. Oh what are you, you going to be? Turkey club. Turkey club? Ooh. Classic. I just feel like nobody eats a BLT. I just feel like I would be the most likable sandwich. Yeah, so like, I'm like a BLT, but better. Can I adjust my reasoning for why I said oh, Reuben? Yeah. No, no. I thought you were gonna say, can I adjust my reasoning for the hot dog as a sandwich? And I was gonna be like, whoa. You either, it's it's kind of acquired, oh. and you either really like it or you really don't. So we'll and it's that. greasy. He it's said because it's greasy. He's greasy. But most importantly, it's greasy. It's like everything describing here. Yeah, yeah. perfect answer. Yeah. Okay. So another question. Let's keep it on this food train. When it comes to a peanut butter and jelly, uh, you're out, Thomas. Are you not over oh, here? Yeah. So see ya. Strawberry jelly or grape jelly? Strawberry. strawberry. So, well, actually, I go strawberry jam. It's not about you. Because about jam us. spreads <laughs> easier than jelly does. Okay, well, peanut butter aside, strawberry jelly or grape jelly? Strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah. Thomas, you ever eat jelly sandwiches? Grape. Well, you know, you know what else I do too? Team grape for the win. I cover Strawberry. both red pieces with peanut butter first, a thin layer of peanut butter, then the jelly, so that when it sits in your, you know, lunchbox before lunch, it does, the bread doesn't get soggy because it has Correct, but then when you go to eat your sandwich, because you have all that peanut butter, the jelly just slides out on the plates. So you've kind of defeated the purpose. That's not necessarily mm. true. Listen, I don't know when Eric got so passionate about sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> Look, see, the more you know. <laughs> I, I understand exactly what you're saying. But it, and it's always been a concern of mine, but it's never actually happened. So until that day comes, and you're clearly not putting in, you're not putting a ra- the the correct ratio of peanut butter to jelly. Maybe I just prefer a little bit less jam. Wrong. It's wrong. Jam's the best part. True. True. Anna's got it. There it is. Um. So. Wait. Can I say one more? Oh no. my god! No. no. This is this isn't this isn't about. Okay, so someone at work was telling me that he was, so you know those Uncrustables, like those Smuckers Uncrustables? Yes, they're stupid expensive for no reason. Yeah, of course. So (laughs) he was explaining to me once how he was wondering if um, they make just one, in the factory, they make one big Uncrustable sheet and then punch a bunch of them, or they make them individually. He calls them, they basically say, oh, I I don't really know. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get back, back to you on that. He calls them? Yes, he oh, called them. Week later, they call him. They're like, "Oh, by the way, we make them individually." He's like, "What?" He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, and so apparently, yeah, they they just, which actually makes a lot of sense. And then they donate the scrap to uh, something else. I think it's like another company who can use the bread for something else. But yeah, Very so yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Isn't that yeah, a big yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's good. The more you know, again. Yeah. It's a good Jeopardy question. It's like uh, a, a daily double right there. Do you wanna do you wanna ask yours? Oh yeah. You have a weird combination. Food. I do have a weird combination. Um, but what is a food combination that you love that other people find weird? Pickles and peanut butter. That's mine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she gets it. She gets it. It's so good. Oh, it. I'm so excited. It's great. It's great. All right. Someone else. <laughs> I used to do chicken nuggets and peanut butter when I was a kid. Oh, God. Oh. No, don't, don't <laughs> I mean, I guess there's, you know, peanut chicken. It. Yeah, like Thai peanut bowls and but, stuff. But yeah, but there's some spice in there, not just straight no breading peanut butter. And, 
yeah. listen, I was like, I was like nine. I was ahead of yeah. Just blame it on being a kid. Kids are freaking weird. I have two of them. They're the strangest things I've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> I think the craziest thing is that I didn't even come up with that. I think my uncle showed me that. What about pineapple on pizza? I feel like that's a that's an argument like that most people it. have, but I feel like that's to each his own. Because there's I really like no pineapple. right, there's no wrong. I don't like pineapple on my pizza, but that's just a personal preference. But see, I'm weird. I like pineapple on my pizza, but I will eat the pineapple off of the pizza first. So I do I really like pineapple on my pizza, or am I just wanting to eat pineapple? Yeah, I think you like pineapple and pizza. Yes. Yeah, right? Like it's a side. <laughs> I like um I like uh, barbecue sauce on mac and cheese. Okay, that's classic though. I do that hmm. I do that sometimes, yeah. That's classic. I dip my friend like my French fries in my frosty. No, oh, that's, that's yeah. I think like, that's something I'm everybody that. actually likes. Sometimes I'll eat my Oreos with water instead of milk. <laughs> Excuse me? I, I think I can get what? I think I can get I can get a party there. All right. We've just we're documenting Thomas leaving the band <laughs> right now. Why would you torture yourself like that? Is it like Lukewarm water. No. <laughs> well, I get it because like there's nothing like a nice soggy or yes, yeah, yes. yeah. But it. the milk makes it so much better. Like it at least gives <laughs> it some flavor. That's not it. That's gross. <laughs> I, I got it. I think I can see. I can see both sides. Thanks, Eric. You're welcome. I love you, Thomas. Um. So another question we like to ask again, random, off the wall is if you guys woke up tomorrow and realized that you were a dragon, what's the first thing you would do? Freeze fire. At. At who? <laughs> you. At me? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's great. While holding a hot dog. <laughs> I would probably just like walk down the street and see like people scream and run. I think I would like, you I would just, die. I think I'd be like, boo. You know, like, <laughs> boo. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'd like fly. Oh, dragons can fly. I would totally fly. I would fly very far. I'd fly to Topeka, Kansas, and go to the uh, what is it? What's it called? The Hanover Pancake House, and demand that they give me some M and M pancakes. That's what I would do about a dragon. <laughs> okay. Wake up! I'm a dragon. I'm gonna go get me some pancakes. <laughs> yup. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> I was just yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> See, it all loops. It all comes back to Shrek. Always. Always. All roads lead to Shrek. Always. <laughs> this is the second interview we've talked about Shrek. Yet. No, you talked about. That's Shrek. right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, specifically <laughs> you. Because you always bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> we get brought up all the time in ours, so we're not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Okay, Thomas, what would you do as a dragon? Oh, I would probably fly, but I wouldn't go to Topeka, Kansas. I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably go to like, the mountains or something like the Himalayas. Oh, yeah. And just perch. Like K2. Oh, yeah, right. I feel I like perch. you got to go to something really tall. I want to perch, perch off like K2. Yeah. I feel like you can't, you can't be, you have to be like somewhat inconspicuous if that's even possible as a dragon. Because like people would like shoot you down like King Kong. You know what I mean? I mean, I imagine those things. Look at all military. You would be like the eighth wonder of the world. You're assuming that mortal weapons affect supernatural beings. Ah, 
Well, oh, what powers shit. do I have aside? Look, from- I have watched Supernatural. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're just animals like everyone else. Yes. Well, and you could breathe fire, so you could just torture anything yeah. that's. But I, I feel like you know, blowing fire at a missile is going <laughs> to blow up the missile. So I, I kind of feel like you know, right? You could be a hero. I think I, I would like die. Make I think this this guess without understanding more about the dragon's biology. How big am I? Am I? Can I? Am I? Okay, that's a good question. How big am I? <laughs> How big do you want to be? I would like to be like a human size. So then base it off of that. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm still, I would totally flatten to get <laughs> All of that to still get them pancakes. Yeah. All just for the pancakes. I think the smaller you are, the less, the more likely you are to survive. No. The smaller you are, the more likely you are to get killed. No, I don't think so. Yes. I don't think so. Because <laughs> you're a little bit, you have more agility, I feel like, if you're smaller. So you could run away from people if you're big. Then you can't wreck stuff as much. Uh, being somebody who is drastically short, it doesn't work that way, bud. <laughs> I'm only five foot. Hannah, you're very agile. I don't feel like it. <laughs> Not. No. You're kind of you run, Hannah. Um, that I'm not sure. What? Do you think I could run around? Yeah, nah. I have already. It depends what the motive is. What's the motive? Are you motivated by? Look, all I'm saying is you, if you ever, I am short and round. If you see me running, you may also want to run as well. <laughs> because something is not good. Something is awry. Something is not good. Yeah. Um, so we also have a series of who is most likely to. So you can also, uh, between the four of you, even though there's only three of you, all four right. of you are involved. Yeah, if everything fits the description. We'll throw them out of the bus for everything. So... Uh, Autumn and I are going to go back and forth asking you different questions just to see who in your band is most likely to just to see where you guys see everybody fits within your band so first one who is most likely to back you up in an argument even if you are wrong probably Thomas it's definitely not me I would totally no no well. Yeah, yeah. Holden would be it's like, not Tom, It's not you, and it's not Holden. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about me. It's yeah. you. Yeah, I'll it's Thomas. I'll go with that. Okay, camaraderie is very important. <laughs> Who is most likely to forget to return a borrowed item? Eric. Eric. Well, in high school, I did. <laughs> I remember I borrowed like these. They were big. I, I borrowed them from the it's John Carroll Library. And it was, was I was it? writing a research paper and they were all these like textbooks. And so when I was like a week past their due date, they, they started charging me for the price of the books. So I owed a thousand dollars to the library and then I returned them and they didn't like eliminate my fees. And so I just never went back to the library again because I, I owed them like $600. Wow. So oh my yeah. God. No, that since? What? Have you checked on that since? I mean, I haven't been since like 2015. I mean, it's Eric. I wonder if, Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll say it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It would probably be me. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Who is most likely to be banned by a celebrity on social media or blocked by a celebrity on social media? I feel like maybe Holden. I was going to say probably Holden. I think Holden's the only one on Twitter. Yeah, after that I reason, feel like he's more... He's, he's more a little more, he's a little more, more controversial. The, yeah. yeah. He's, he's How is he controversial? I just feel like he would say something... Like he says, he says, he says some things. He says some things. Some shit. 
Who yeah. is most likely to scream in the middle of a horror movie? Uh, probably me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel she that. She's so sad in that answer. Probably me. <laughs> like, I love horror movies. You go like, <laughs> but I do like the. You, yeah, you like you make. I don't make like, screaming noises. noises. I make like questionable noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like constipated noises, like that kind of thing. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Why are you running upstairs when the front door is open? Yeah, I talk. I, I make like I, yeah. yeah, like during Stranger Things, you were like, oh my god, oh oh my god, <laughs> it's so stressful. You're like, oh oh no. Oh. <laughs> I do that when I read too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do that when I read, but I, de- I definitely do it when I'm watching certain yeah. things. It's very easy to know what's going on in the book Hannah's reading while she's reading it near you. Because <laughs> she's very animated with it. Yeah, it's intense. Um, who is most likely to mishear song lyrics? Eric. Oh, 100%. Eric doesn't know lyrics. I don't know anything. lyrics to any song. Eric ha- can't hear I, anything ever. Somehow, oh, every time I get a physical, they're like, your hearing is no, very good. Eric's hearing is And I'm like, terrible. I think my processing is just bad. Terrible <laughs> like, hearing. Terrible. Is your processing like Internet Explorer? Yeah. Like you've got like 50 <laughs> yeah. tabs open, there's a slight lag, and there's music no, coming from it. somewhere. I'll respond to things. Like I do the thing where like someone will say something and then I'll say what, and then halfway through their the saying it again, I'll respond to what they're saying. Got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see what time. So it's. I think it's an ADB thing. Probably. Earlier today. One hundred percent. Yeah. Earlier today, we were we were sitting in the living room, and I go, "Hey, Eric, Thomas is Thomas is on his way over. Can you, can you get to the door when he gets here?" He responds to me, <laughs> "Yes." And then about five minutes later, he goes, "Where's Thomas? Is he coming over?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just said, "I'm I'm back." no that. you repeated i was like i'm not gonna I'm not and then you go i'll listen this time please i'll listen this time <laughs> and i did listen this time i promise i did listen i did listen i'll listen this time please i was so, playing some megadeth yeah. just for him yeah all yeah. Eric. nice was that your way of like summoning him yes. playing the megadeth for him to like show up <laughs> like you just come up the stairs like <laughs> <laughs> Um, Who is the most likely to face plant in front of a crowd? <laughs> is it me? I did fall on stage once, but it was backwards, not forwards. And it was only because I tripped over the cords, not because I'm uncoordinated. I feel like I'm almost. I jump though. I do some jumping. I'm always like almost tripping. It's one of us. Yeah. You're too sturdy. too sturdy. Yeah, you're pretty rigid. Yeah, you're, you're, a, sturdy you're a rigid boy. body. It's one of us. It might be me. I bought a wireless mic recently, so it's you. Ooh, upgrades, people, upgrades. I've done it a long time ago. I don't know why it took me this long. I'll volunteer for that one. But then again, actually, here's another one. Uh, Holden almost passed out at our release show. That's he was, right. He was, he was like doing a windmill thing. Yeah. The, the so, he almost passed out. So, but then again, he would have hit the drums. So Not I don't know if he would have, like, it wouldn't have been an official face. Yeah. Now, if he had fallen backwards, that first yeah. of all, that would be really, really bad. Second yeah. of all, that would qualify. Okay. All right, so then hold it. I guess we'll say hold it. <laughs> okay. Um, who is most likely to answer your call in the middle of the night if you were to call? Me. My phone's on do not disturb 24-7. Oh, <laughs> you're one of those ones. So I won't, I won't get your call. I probably Unless you call twice, then it'll go through. <laughs> Got it. So <laughs> I, I, if we ever need to, call twice. <laughs> 
Yes, please call twice. I always answer because every yes. every time I take it off, I realize how annoying the, like the vibration is. I'm like, oh, I can't have this. Why don't you just like put it on like instead of do not disturb? Why don't you just put it on like no vibration? I guess that's a good point, but oh, then I God. then I won't be able to tell what's happening. If you know, then but you're not you know you can't tell what's happening with do not disturb. <laughs> on. No, because if someone does call twice, then I then oh, I feel but it's just calls. All right, next question. Oh. <laughs> Who is most likely to turn their house into a haunted house for Halloween? Probably you. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Me too. I love it. We still love Halloween. Halloween. Oh, actually, I'm going to, is that crystal skull still around? There's still Christmas trees up here as well. Listen. This is just a, this is a, uh, it's a awesome. I don't know if you can tell it's a skull, but. Uh-huh. It becomes oh, no, a candy, candy bowl. No, my candy bowl is the best. Oh, yeah. I have a really good candy bowl that I keep up year-round. I keep it in my room because I really like suckers and stuff. So I'm not going to get that. But it's it's cool. It's the Bride of Frankenstein, and her hair is the bowl. So stop right, it. Next. It's awesome. Wait, we have Go to grab it. Get it. Go get it. I need that. It's awesome. Hold on. I have a big old, like, skull candy jar. That's amazing. I know. Look, that's freaking amazing. Candy got there. Uh, sorry, you want blow pops? Ooh, I will take a blow pop. Yeah, Thank only you. cherries left. That's what Thank I don't you. like. But Thank you. Blow pop? That's okay. I've done. All right, here you go. All right. Those are always the ones that are left over. Yeah, I prefer the apple and the grape. So. Oh, the apple ones are the best. Hands apple down. Good. Mm-hmm. I ate all those in like two days, and I really bad stomach That oh, and no. I like the orange tootsie pop. Like oh, I'm all about some tootsie pops. Oh, so here's the question. Tootsie Pops or Bull Pops? Tootsie Pops. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go Tootsie Pops as well. I think yeah, I, if it's an orange you're, one. You're because the gum never lasts in a Blow Pop. Like, yeah, once you get... Hard, it, it does. Like, it's like yeah. grainy. Once you get to the gum, it lasts for like a solid 10 minutes. Yeah. Kind of like that like rainbow stripe gum that we used to have as kids. Oh, I love that stuff. Zebra. The yeah, zebra one. On it. What's that called? I don't remember, but I ate a lot of it. Yes, the fruit shrimp. Yes, it would last like all of 30 seconds. But you know what? The best part of it was temporary tattoos. (laughs) Exactly. Man, those are the best 30 seconds of your life. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, so we've been talking about this 90s thing, and we kind of briefly talked about it, but I've got to ask. I've been been dying to ask. Are we team NSYNC or team Backstreet Boys? Oh, shit. Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Eric doesn't know anything about what we're talking about. I'm, I really wish that I could weigh in with <laughs> which on which boy band is better. It's Believe me, I really do. It's, I'll say Backstreet Boys. Which is Justin Timberlake in in sync? Yes. Then yeah, I'll go. I'll go with in sync. Oh. I just like him. I think he's funny. He's what? One little piece. Lance Lance Bass is funnier. <laughs> it's back okay. that's the correct answer. thomas and i understand okay I know back streets back and that's about that's it. all you need to know. all right <laughs> that's all you need what to about, know. who did who did that's in sync that's in sync okay that was in sync but backstreet boys are larger than life was joey fatone in in sync yes he hosted a game show for a while. He played on Dancing with the Stars. 
good. You're clearly an insane guy because every single reference you've made has come back to insane. <laughs> That's all you need. We have discovered exactly where where your loyalties <laughs> lie, and it's not I, Backstreet Boys. On that one. I'll do so. I'll do my research, I'll, and then we can discuss hot dogs and insane. So, uh, trust round two is all going to be hot dogs and nineties boy bands. Got it. <laughs> Bring out ninety-eight degrees. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about ninety-eight degrees. They tried. <laughs> they did. They tried. It's fine. He married Jessica Simpson, who thought chicken of the sea was chicken and not tuna. Oh yeah. Oh, that's not great. Um, I wonder how that would be with peanut butter. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's grotesque. Isn't wait, isn't that in like a Finding Nemo movie? What? There's some there's some movie where like the the one of the little animal characters eats peanut butter and tuna fish sandwiches. She's right. What movie is that? Is it Lilo and Stitch? Um, um I'm not here. Sure. Classic not sure. Disney's your territory. I I I don't know. It might be Lilo and Stitch. Nemo was a good guess too, though. It's definitely, it's definitely not. We'll have to get back. Take it back. We'll have to circle back to that. I'm gonna have to figure that out. Yeah, we need like a whole list of topics for Yeah, we do. We need to. We need to. Okay. Yes, that'll be round two. Uh, But uh, what are some things that we can expect from Trust in 2022? Like, what's next for you guys? That you're allowed to tell us within reason. I mean. We, we do have some shows coming up. Um, we're playing on August 12th and 13th. 12th on, uh, at No Class in technically, technically Cleveland, Cleveland, Cleveland. But it's right on the border. Um, and then we're playing at Brewfest in Lorraine on the 13th of August. Okay. Um, that should be interesting. Um, Hannah, do you want to talk about your, your big event? Coming up, yeah. Actually. So, um, in terms of other shows, we have a show in October, a Halloween show actually that I'm really excited about. Um, October 28th, we're doing a, I guess we could call it a tribute show. Um, Trust, and then another band called Grant. We're playing at Coda, and we're doing a Halloween show. So it's we're not actually going to be playing our originals that night. It's going to be Trust as Black Sabbath. So that'll be fun. Nice. <laughs> I got to put my little circle glasses. I'll part my hair down the middle. We'll be good. Um, and then something that I'm really excited about is December 9th. I can't give a ton of information yet, um, but I'm working on a charity show. I do have the venue booked. It's going to be at the House of Blues main stage on December 9th, which is a Friday. Um, it has not been announced to the public yet, but what I can tell you is that it's five female fronted bands from five different cities playing five different genres and all of the ticket money and proceeds are going towards women's rights so bring your people that's awesome that's yeah, so yeah. awesome i'm working on it i got the date and i've got my lineup and we got some really cool acts involved so i'm very excited about it so that's exciting that's a lot of really cool things that are happening for you guys new music will be coming out this fall but uh oh Keep streaming. Yeah, like, you know like, the new like, we, yeah, we we like we really we want to keep promoting this album and potentially play some out of town shows in November too. Right. We we still have to work yeah. all that. Everything's happening so fast. Yeah. But um, it's a good oh, thing though. You know what? This yeah. is this is the cool thing to mention. On August tenth, 
Uh, there's an album coming out under Cleveland Versus. It's the uh, ACDC compilation album that is going to be sold to fight human trafficking. And you can catch our uh, our cover of Let There Be Rock will be on that album. So that's what? Too. Yeah. So that's so dope. That. A lot of really cool local bands were involved in making that. Yeah. That's and it's for a great cause. So that's so dope. That's so cool. I'm really excited. Very excited. As you should be. That's super awesome. Uh, well, that's super exciting. I know you said you were looking to play more shows and things outside of town. Are we expecting maybe like tours, small tours, like weekenders? Weekenders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're working. We're working on it. We're, we're calling coming. it a mini tour. Yeah. Bullshit. Mini tour is the easiest way to sum it up, but it's, it's coming. It's happening. Okay. So talk to me about how you guys feel uh, about social media and music right now. Like, what are your feelings on that? It's a necessary evil. Yeah, it sucks that we have to uh, put so much emphasis on it. I don't think it's any of our personality types to be so involved on social media. Um, But yeah, it's definitely necessary. There's not really a better way to get people to pay attention to you and what you're doing and what you're releasing. in a way, social media has been really awesome because people all around the world can follow you and what you're doing. But on the other hand, it's almost like unless you're, you know, super active on social media, people kind of forget about you and they don't pay attention anymore. So yeah, it, it gives definitely the, has its ups and downs. Yeah, it, it kind of puts the uh, marketing responsibility in the musician's hands, which sucks. and it gets very very stressful. Yeah, um, yeah. because you. Cause like trying to stay relevant and, you know, needing to post like multiple times a week. And, you know, some people say multiple times a day. I mean, we, a we don't do that. We don't have enough content to post multiple times a day, Yeah, it's a um, lot. but it gets very, very draining and, and you, you get obsessive over it yeah. too, because you start thinking like, okay, this post didn't do as well. Like, are we doing something wrong? Should, how, how can we change things up? And so it kind of changes the whole dynamic and it's such a powerful tool that really, unless you do it right, um, you know, it's difficult to see results. And obviously like word of mouth is probably the most powerful tool still, but you know, you're only really reaching out to people who you, you know, talk to directly. And that's where social media kind of helps branch out um, and kind of delocalize things. Um, But what what I think is the, is the coolest part about it though, is that direct interfacing with your fans. Um, You can, you can, you can really, like, you know, kind of forge that uh, almost like a friendship with your fans and say like, hey, you know, thanks for coming to the show and, you know, make, make them feel special and things like that. You know, and, and I think people are very, very receptive to that. I mean, anytime I, you know, I'm friends with a band I like, you know, it's, it just makes it all the better, you know, it's a better relationship. And so I think that's really, really cool. And, 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 I, and I like that a lot that, you, that bands can interact with their fans so much. It also gives you a much, much larger reach yeah yeah like it's not only that but also can give you guys opportunities and stuff too like uh for us we can't i mean we can't talk about on record but we've shot our shot a lot of things through social media and it's actually paid off yeah Mm -hmm. like and (laughs) it's it's nuts it's it's freaking nuts yeah it makes it all the more competitive though too yeah. because everybody's and there are certain people who are really really passionate about social media too and so or people who you know that is their job or they have time to do all that you know what I mean and so then they're really really good at it and so you know it's one of those things where 
even if you feel like you have the music and you're like, oh, this is great. We made this great record. It still has that extra layer, kind of like I mentioned um, earlier with, all right, how do we get it out there? How do we convince people to listen to it? You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, necessary. Uh, it could be summed up like that's a good that's a good way to put it yeah at the really end of the day there's been a lot a lot of bands have a lot of mixed feelings about it a lot of the same things that you guys said um some are like yeah it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because it's so mentally draining but it's also so necessary but it can also be rewarding at the same time and it also gives you guys the ability to well a lot of artists have said it gives it gives you guys the ability to kind of take control of your music now and you get to do what you want with your music and everything instead of somebody telling you what to do and people are falling in love with you for you. Right. So has anyone said that like they think social media is like the best thing ever and they have like no problems with it at all? Um, there's been a couple of people that have been borderline with that. Mm-hmm. That have been like, because we, I mean, we've also talked, I mean, we've talked to a lot of creators and artists about that same question. And a lot of them are very much the same of, um it's great like it's great exposure it's great like great way to market and all of that but then it's also mentally taxing at the exact same time but it's giving independent artists the ability to take control of the music again instead of selling your soul to a record label for sure i yeah i think in the same vein too um you know spotify in some ways is also the best thing that's happened to music but also one of the, I don't want to say one of the worst things, but it's amazing that anybody can put their music out there now. You know, if you record it and you have the tools to do it, or you go to a studio, you can put it out there if you pay the $35 distro kid fee per year. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's amazing. Um, but in this, in a sense though, that really like oversaturates it too. And so that it doubles, it increases the difficulty of really trying to stand out and things like that as well. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And, and Spotify too, doesn't really, pay a whole lot too so yeah but i think it also the also the really good thing about and this is what we pride our podcast on as well is if people with social media and everything can see you guys outside of the music and see you guys as people and who you guys are they'll allow them to relate to you on a more personal level level i can't talk which will also make them enjoy your music more because they value you as people at the same time which I think is really cool. And that's kind of, that's what we do our podcast and everything is we want people to see you for like your music and what you produce. Cause it's absolutely incredible. We want them to see you outside of the music also, because you guys are still people and you're genuine people. And if people can see that they're going to fall in love with your music even more. Eric's not really a person. He's just like a greasy. I'm not exactly. <laughs> Sometimes a dragon, sometimes a, greasy sometimes a dragon. Yeah. May or may not be eating a hot dog. Depends on if we still confirm whether or not that's a sandwich. Yeah, it depends how you classify it. But yeah, with strawberry jam, not jelly jam. Strawberry jam. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I get on the jam train if you're not it's, listening yeah. to NSYNC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna have to get ready to say bye, bye, bye because we have come up to the hour mark as far as the interview and everything is concerned. Um, that was really easy, by the way. I, really I try. Like, that was good. I, I try. I, I thought about it on the spot and I was like, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. <laughs> Nobody's gonna laugh at it, but I gotta do it. Um, but a way that we love to wind down from our interviews and everything is to ask you guys if you could tell your younger self anything or give your younger self any piece of advice. What's one thing you would tell your younger self? 
start playing shows sooner, I think. Um, kind of get out, at least musically, you know, play with as many people as you can um, and start playing shows until like college. Like maybe I was, I was 18 when I think I played like my first paid gig. Um, and, you know, you learn a lot really fast by doing that. And I think it would have made me, an, you know, an even better musician had I, you know, started playing out or act, trying to actively play out when I was like 13 or 14 years old. Um, uh, probably my biggest thing. Mine's just playing with other people, really. And you learn a lot. Like, I mean, like what Eric was saying, but you really do learn a lot even playing with other people, even if it's not necessarily playing out at shows. Um, let's see, what would I tell my younger self? Um, I have been playing on stage since I was like 13, 14. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't take that. Um, I don't know. I guess I would just remind myself that life is short and so if you're not doing the thing that you want to be doing you better make a change pretty quickly because i don't know time goes by quick and uh what's the point of doing something if you're not happy a freaking men amen uh well guys again we have coached the hour mark as far as the interviews concerns we want to thank you guys for coming to hang out with us um like i said we've we've had this on the books for almost two months now so i'm really glad that we were able to make this happen um congratulations on all your success and everything of the things you have coming up as well as reset my head that release and everything that's come with that i'm super excited to see everything that you guys have coming like coming up and what's coming forward and everything because like we said your sound is so that 90s nostalgic that it was like it's it's a warm home place for us. So we were very excited us too. to hear that. So <laughs> thank, but, you. thank you so much. I'm so glad you guys, you guys enjoy the album. I'm glad, you know, people do. It's, yeah. it's oh, always, yeah. easy, you know, people being receptive to what you work hard on, you know? Oh, absolutely. And we've, we've added some of the tracks to our emo night playlist as well. So when we have our emo and nights, they'll be in the rotation and stuff for that also. So you'll get some, hopefully some feedback and stuff from that too. Um, cool there a lot of our listeners are very excited about anything that's female fronted so um i have a feeling it's going to be perceived very well which is super exciting but uh ladies and gentlemen um this is salmon and autumn we've been hanging out with three of the four members of the band trust you can go find them on social media platforms you can find them a little bit of everywhere you can find them on spotify please go stream their brand new album reset my head that just dropped not too long ago Go stream it on repeat, add it to your favorites, add it to your playlists. Um, please do all of the things, send them all of the love. And when you do, please tell them that the Elder Emo Hours sent you. But we are the Elder Emo Hours, and this was Trust. <laughs>